Tammy Pardlisha. 14 great birthdays without him. He never even sent me a damn card. Die with him! Because I'm Homer Simpson. Pizza, pizza, pizza. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Hey, baby, kid. Baby, kid. Greetings and salutations, everyone. Welcome to the Half Dozen. I'm Scott. I'm Dwight. So, we're going to switch things up. We're, we're still going to talk about the last three episodes we did. Mm-hmm. But to kick things off, we watched something. It's it's a viral video at this point, but it, it's amazing. What did we watch, Dwight? We watched a sketch from the... I don't know what year it came out in. Show uh, Key and Peel is specifically. Specifically, we watched the Family Matters sketch. It's my favorite, which involved uh, Reginald L. Johnson, be played by uh, Key and Michael Keel. Key, no Peel. Jordan, Jordan, Peel. Jordan Peel, played by Jordan Peel, um, entering the office of a Family Matters producer. I don't remember the name of him. It's the president of ABC. Uh, president of ABC, uh, entering, played by Keegan Michael Keel. Keegan Michael. Peel. No. Key. Key. Sorry. It's late. I'm tired. It's um, Played by him, and they get into a giant argument about family matters, and it's hysterical. At first, when I saw it, I thought that it was Reginald Bell Johnson. Jordan Peele His is... makeup is really good. And his voice is amazing. Yep. They did a really, really great job of getting that type of mannerisms and cadence down. There's an argument on the internet going on right now because Jordan Peele is on um, Big Mouth, on Nick Kroll's cartoon Big Mouth. And in that, he in one episode, he plays the ghost of Freddie Mercury and he does the voice. But the debate is over whether or not he does the singing voice. And he did, or supposedly he did. And if mm-hmm. it's true, he does a better Freddie Mercury than Freddie Mercury. I was hoping you would ask. What's it like to be gay? When you're gay, every day is a non-stop cabaret. You've got style and flair, you're loved everywhere, except for North Carolina. It, is it possible? I, I'll show you the clip. Okay. He's so good, but... That's pretty awesome. But he's just this master of doing voices, and in this, he's... Oh, he's so good. He's <laughs> so good. Because he comes bursting in, and he's like, God damn it, Gene. This was supposed to be a white collar. I mean, a blue collar. Well, I keep doing yeah, white collar. Yeah, this is the second time you've done it, man. <laughs> it's supposed it. to be a blue collar Cosby show. And he goes through all of the crazy stuff that happened. Two weeks ago, Steve Urkel used his invisibility ray on Carl, and I wasn't even in the goddamn episode. It was just my voice. Yes, I know, I know, Reggie. I'm sorry. I fucking apologize. It'll never happen again. Then Steve used his voice-changing ray to turn Carl into a high-pitched, nerdy voice. Who do you think provided the voice for that? Don't get too feisty on me now, Reg. That's not... He was, he was... Last episode, Steve turned me into a car and drove me around. The episode before that... He made me invisible. I wasn't even in the episode. It was just my voice. And these are all things that actually happened on the show. Some of them were like exaggerated. Yeah, but. and then the one where he's like, in the next one he gets Eddie, Laura, 
and Harriet all trapped in a time warp. And then he hits me with Urkel DNA, and I turn into two Steve Urkels. It's two Urkels! On a show called Family Matters. <laughs> and that's exactly what was happening on the show, because Keegan-Michael Key explains it. He's like, well, that first time Urkel was on, it, like, saved your ratings. And they get into, like, a huge fight. I, I love what... um he is uh implying and he like keeps on calling it. he's like well urkel wouldn't like this he keeps on talking about how like we really can't do anything because urkel has kind of taken over here there's not much we can do and then he just like it's urkel everywhere yeah exactly he starts like freaking out and like oh that was funny and one of my favorite lines in this sketch is he goes uh they start yelling at each other and goes i'm high on cocaine it's like, me too. I'm an actor. You think I haven't been high on cocaine before? And the the shows that he said he starred in were so great. I did True West with Sherman Hemsley. <laughs> I played Richard III. I was on fucking Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, and I love how he had to, like, fake swear because it was Comedy Central. He couldn't say... No, they, they, this, they, they, they dropped the F-bomb. Oh. Yes, they did. Was this an uncensored one? Yes, it was. Oh, that's weird. You didn't notice that? No, they they were I, they were swearing up and down. Well, he was they shooting when he said "Yippee ki yay." They they said okay. They they dropped hard f's. Yeah, I just I love this sketch so much that I just don't. It's possible that you've seen it so many times edited that you didn't realize when it was. Yeah, I, I just didn't notice it. And they're they're yelling and. Key and Michael Key is trying to keep him calm. He's like, no, 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 it, it's fine. It's fine, Bubba. <laughs> and then he gets to the point where he's like, no, you know what? It's Urkel. It's always Urkel. We have to do what that freak tells us to do. And he's like freaking out. And then he just like switches, is immediately very calm, sits back down. Do you think I have any power over what that monster does? Any power at all? I am the senior vice president of development for the American... Gene? Gene? Gene, what's become of you, Gene? I am nothing. The king is dead. Long live the king. Takes out a gun and shoots himself in the head. Yeah, he says, the king is dead. Long live the king. king. <laughs> gives himself a permanent haircut. And then you turn around. And this is, I think, you said this was a an actor from, I think, Everybody Hates Chris. Or it's the like kid that. from Everybody Hates Chris. It's uh, Jesse Tyler Williams. Sure. That, I think, was a missed opportunity. I wish they, I know he's really old now, but I wish they had gotten Jaleel White. Like, he loves this sketch. Does, uh, that's awesome. Oh, him and Reginald love this sketch. Good. I'm glad. I wish they had gotten him because that would have been so funny. But so Reginald turns around or Jordan turns around and sees Urkel standing there. And he like starts making like all these like threats. About well, the first thing he says after he kills him is, did I do that? Did I do that? Did 
Jaleel. Jaleel? There is no Jaleel. Only Steve. It's always been Steve. And it's funny because it's not Jaleel White that he's talking to. It is Urkel. He has completely taken on the persona yeah. of Urkel. Jaleel. Who's Jaleel? <laughs> I'm just Steve. Oh, it was funny. It was good stuff. <laughs> so he grabs the gun and he starts shooting an empty gun at him. Yeah. And then you find out that Steve has psychic powers because like after um reginald loads the gun he starts pointing at steve and steve causes him to point it at his own head and, yeah and he does the jedi mind trick yep. and which is just like okay just take the money carl <laughs> he's like i'll take the money because no one wants to die yeah, it was uh it was super dark like for what it was and then my favorite part my, like my favorite part of this one this is mine too. is at the very end after like urkel leaves and like carl starts to break down and a freeze frame text comes up text comes up and says family matters ran for six seasons after this six more seasons after this oh i thought it was the get out of my house steve that was funny too yeah but my favorite was the the text as I told you about Keen Peel before, they would always do sketches like this, and they're they're always great. Like the the Gremlins Two writers room is so good when they they talk about. Uh, I've I've only seen like two Keen Peel sketches. Oh, okay, I I sent you the um, Gremlins Two writers room. I don't know if I where, where Jordan Peel plays did. the the gay script doctor who. Uh, Joe Dante, played by Keen Michael Key, is doing a roundtable to come up with ideas for the scripts. And he just throws, the script doctor throws everything out the window. And he's like, let's just start throwing out gremlins. And uh, they go through all the gremlins that are in Gremlins 2. And he goes, oh, I need to put one. How about a vegetable gremlin? <laughs> okay, that's the movie. None of those are going to be in there. And then the text, they were all in the movie. They were. I love Gremlins, too. But what this sketch says about, like, Family Matters is so true, and we touched upon it a last episode a little bit. Yeah, this like, was supposed to be... About the parents. About the family. And it was not at all. Not. Like, because even in the episode we just did, it was all Urkel. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was it was all just, Urkel. Just all Urkel doing Urkel-y things, and like someone like Laura had, had like three minutes of screen time. Eddie Everyone had else five had like minutes. nothing. Like Eddie was like the second biggest character in that episode because he was had two other scenes with Steve. Because he lives in the same room with Steve, and they're the like only reason. I feel like they did that on purpose. Well, we can't give Steve his own room because we need to have another character. In here. Can't make it all about Steve, but it was. So, do you remember any episodes that you really liked of Family Matters? Um, well, we kind of touched on them last time. I really liked the one where Steve taught the guy, uh, taught 3J how to uh, read. I liked the one where um, Eddie was racially profiled. I really liked the one where, I don't remember what else happens in it. I'm sure this happened a bunch, but where Steve was in his car and he like backed it into the garage, and he like shattered their garage. Yeah, 
Um, I remember that one. I remember the one where Steve builds a rocket pack. Yep. And he flies around the house. I I don't remember episode storylines. I just remember gags. Because like, I haven't watched this show in years. And all I remember is like specific jokes and specific um, sequences. I love the one where Rachel turns the old dilapidated movie theater and restaurant into Rachel's place. Oh yeah, I forgot about Rachel's place. And then I I and honestly she disappears. It, I hate to admit this, but I actually love the episodes of Family Matters that aren't episodes. It's where Steve would just show up on other ABC TV shows. Oh, he crossed over a bunch. Like, like he was on like Full, Full House. House. My he favorite was... is Step by Step. I don't remember that one. Where um the the tomboy daughter Al, mm-hmm. she um was asked to, on a date to a dance by this guy she liked, but then he dumps her because she's a tomboy. And guess who takes her to prom or to her dance? That would be Steve Urkel. That'd be Urkel, and she gets all dressed up and gussied up, and she looks like a lady. Oh. Did you know that was the second episode of Step by Step? According to this, Step Seriously? by Step Season 1, Episode 2, The Dance. They must have been like using that to give it the old Urkel bump to like, <laughs> the, get, get that uh, show going. The, why would they do it on Full House when... It was Season 4 for Full House. Well, I don't know. Because <laughs> Urkel was super popular. Maybe Season 4 ratings were declining. Maybe. Were the twins born yet at that point? I don't know. You mean the twins being born when uh, they're dressed up as Flintstone characters? I do not remember that, but sure. That would be a great episode to do. It's Mich- It's Michelle's birthday, and Jesse has... Rebecca goes in labor, and Jesse's appendix bursts. And Michelle, of course, was very upset, I assume. Because she's a friggin' brat. No, she's like, well, now I get to share my birthday with two other people. Nah. I bet you she got Children. mad. I bet you she got mad during the beginning. But anyways, yes. Um, she's dressed as pebbles. Nice. So, so, yeah. I mean, Family Matters wasn't. It wasn't the best show mm-hmm. on TV about like race relations in the comedy. I mean, I feel like. A different world did that better. Did you I'm ever see a different? That was the spinoff show from the Cosby Show, that originally starred Lisa Bonet as the daughter from the Cosby Show. Okay. But then she did uh, Angel Heart with De Niro and Mickey Rourke, and she has a s- intense sex scene in that movie. And Cosby's like, "I'm a wholesome family man." Is You're he? kicked off the show. Wow. Okay. And she had to, like, beg to get back onto the Cosby show. That's pretty funny, considering yeah. things. I Not funny, know. but ironic. Yeah. Um, so, were there any other uh, TGI Friday shows that you really liked? Well, I, I touched upon... I love Boy Meets World. Yes. Boy Meets World. Um, I thought you were going to say Perfect Strangers. Oh, absolutely. Like, that's your favorite show of all time. Yes, that's up there. Well, it, my favorite show is tied with that and Boy Meets World, like... But Perfect Strangers, I just loved it because it had, like, three of my favorite things. It had Chicago, mm-hmm. it had a character about a journalist, and it had Bronson Pinchot, who I thought was the greatest thing at the time. And then I met him a few years ago. Biggest jerk. Oh, that's too bad. He was so mean. 
That's He's like, stinks. oh, you just want me to be Balky. I'm like, no, I want you to be Bronson Pinchot. I was like, no, I want you to be Serge from Beverly Hills Cop. It's been forever since I've seen that movie. Also, I, I like the, the when they were struggling with TGI Friday and they were like trying to be new and inventive and they did shows like, oh, what was the genie one? You Wish. They'd... I don't remember that one. They're like, Sabrina was great, so let's do some supernatural stuff. So they did a show called You Wish, and then they did a show called Teen Angel. I remember hearing about Teen Angel. Kid dies from eating an expired cheeseburger. Oh, that's always fun. Um, I I never watched it very much because I think it was... My my parents didn't like me watching it, and I want to watch it now. But dinosaurs. Oh, I was, love dinosaurs. Was supposed to be awesome. I remember that dinosaurs one. Dinosaurs was great. Yep. Step by step, I watched a ton. Uh, step by step was one that I watched a lot in reruns, but I never really watched it live. And I always is that the one with with Cody, cousin with Cody, Cody yeah. who lives in a van. Yeah. I did like that show. And af- but after he got accused of beating his wife, they kicked him off and they replaced him with Bronson Pinchot. Oh. They replaced him with Belky. Oh, that'll do that. So, yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, Boy Meets World is... I loved that show it's growing so up. Good. It was great. It still holds up. Does it? Oh, Weren't yeah. you going to do a podcast about it at one point? Yeah, like, but, but one of that? the co-hosts, it was supposed to be me, Haley, and one of my friends, Mallory. Um, she's just been so busy lately oh, that we haven't been bad. able to get it off the ground. We're, it's going to happen. Okay, because you, you were talking about it like... Before we were going to start this one, you were talking about doing it. Life gets in the way. Yes, life, it does. Life uh, finds a way. I see what you did there. So... So look for that next week. <laughs> so were there any other... Besides Boy Meets World, um, I, I liked Sister, Sister, but that wasn't on TGI Friday that yeah. long. It was the only thing for one season. I think it was. Um, Sister, Sister was good. I liked... Um, that was really it that I remember actively oh. watching. Besides Family Matters. Like Family I love Family Matters. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. I enjoyed Hanging I with love... Mr. Cooper a lot too. There's an episode we need to do. Okay. And it's the one where uh Omar Gooding, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s brother, who is mm-hmm. the other star on that show. Yep. His character is always trying to find love and in finally gets the places. curl of his dreams and she die? gets murdered in a drive by. <laughs> That's dark. Why do you like that, Scott? You're smiling and giving me the double thumbs up. That's oh. insensitive. No, because he's gonna. It's about like dealing with the bloods and the crips, and I we have to do Whoa, it. Oh, be- that's dark. We have to do it because are we qualified to comment on that? Oh, absolutely not. Okay, just no, checking. no. We have to do it because it's insane. Because he brings a gun to school. To take on Whoa. the entire... I, I think I'm remembering... I was like eight when I saw this, mm-hmm. but it always stuck with me. But he wants to take on like the entire gang by himself, and it just... When I saw the... Does tri- he go down in a blaze of glory at the end? <laughs> no, no. Mr. Cooper stops him. But all I could Mr. think Cooper of... Mr. Cooper hangs with him. Well, yes, Mr. Cooper hangs with him. I just remember any time I, I saw a trailer for the movie American Assassin, mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute. That's the premise of an episode of Hanging with Mr. Cooper. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, it's a conspiracy. So, yeah, switching, uh, going back to The Simpsons, were there any Treehouse of Horrors that you... Like- I, I already talked about them on the episode. I liked the first one. I liked the sixth one. I liked the one with Freddy Krueger. 
Um, and I did like the one you talked about where Homer goes 3D. They also, because that one also is another Twilight Zone reference where the um, where they draw like the door. Mm-hmm. And like that's like a gay, uh, little girl lost is the name of the episode. That's a reference to that. And I also like the other Twilight Zone reference or one of them where Lisa does the um, the molar and she gets shrunk down to the molar people and she's like the queen of the molar people. Mm-hmm. That one's really Make good. me some shoes. Yeah, that one's really good too. What about yourself? I mean... I love I love what they're trying to do now. They did a reanimator episode with Sideshow Bob that we talked about. Cool. When we did the Simpsons episode. Yep. I just love the Simpsons in general. I mean, I shouldn't say is there any Treehouse of Horror. Is there any like Simpsons ones that we should be dying to do on the show? Not that I can think of. I like We've kind of touched on a lot of the good portions of it. And I mean, I'm sure there's, like I said, I only know six, seven seasons of The Simpsons, really. Well, that's the only ones to really know. Exactly. So I don't know, like, maybe there's some really bad ones in between. Like, outside of, like, The Principal and the Popper, is that what it's called? That's the the worst reviewed one. Exactly. The one where everyone's like, this is where Simpsons went bad. We can also do one of the more controversial ones, which is Flaming Moe. Oh, I like the Flaming Mo. I just remember the Flaming Mo. I don't remember why it was controversial. Because the episode's called A Flaming Mo. Flaming uh, Mo. Yeah. Okay. Um, or, I always, <laughs> growing up, I always loved the PTA disbanded one. <laughs> was that the one where Marge joins the PTA? Or am I- No, that's the one where Marge becomes the teacher in the school because the PTA goes on strike. The teachers go on strike. I don't remember that one. Um, that's the one with Purple Monkey Dishwasher. I don't remember that one. Um, I'm not going to remember it, Scott. Oh, You're no. not going to jog my memory. No, it's uh, Bart Bart goes to the crowd, and he says to one of the teachers, uh, Principal Skinner says the teachers will crack at any minute. Oh, I do remember that and one. And it goes through an entire line of telephone. <laughs> uh, Skinner says the teachers will crack at any minute. Purple Monkey Dishwasher. I, he will pay for that, especially I, the Purple Monkey <laughs> Dishwasher. I do remember that one, because Bart's like... Going to both sides and, like, trying to make the strike last longer. That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, I, The Simpsons in general is just great. Yeah. Um. So now, the last one we have to talk about. Is there anything that we missed in a Goofy movie? I don't know. We went into that one pretty deep. Like, we talked about all the other types of shows that we liked from Disney Afternoon and... Um, I know you had, like, a couple of theories that you wanted to talk about. No, it was... It was stuff I found out because okay. Jason Marsden was originally, he originally did the singing. They have a temp track of him singing as oh. Max, and they said it was so bad. <laughs> and then they had him at the 20-year uh, anniversary of it. He actually sings. Sounds exactly the same as the other guy. <laughs> well, it, it's also 20 years later. Like Voices change in 20 years. They even played a little bit of his temp track. Oh, Sounds exactly the same. Like, yeah, wow. Well. Um, I also that Bash brother, yep. Aaron Lore, he's married to Dina Menzel. Oh my God, that's yeah, amazing! After she got divorced from Taya Diggs, that's weird. Okay, this is gonna sound like I don't know if this is me being ageist. I just did not picture him that old that he would be married to a Dina Menzel. Like I picture him still like fifteen. Like I'm sure he's obviously grown up. He he looks like he looks like Zach Morris now. He looks like Mark Paul Gosler. Like, nice. Um. And then it's episode two, for those who don't remember. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Go back and listen to it. 
Tell us what you think. Um, and then... I wanted to talk about Lester's Possum Park again. Okay. Because I just... I was re-watching it with Haley. How many movies do you watch? Just Are you constantly watching movies? Sometimes I just come home from work and I'm tired. So you just put on And we would just put something on the voodoo. Hmm. And... I... Just that guy is so creepy. The guy who, the guy who owns it. Welcome to Lasser's Possum Park. I was like, oh, the, there's a man who's probably into autoerotic asphyxiation. Like, well, with his possum tails. Yeah, obviously. like like everything about this right. place is terrifying. Well, the fact they went with possums is like is strangely dark. Like, and, and well, Haley wanted me to point this out and mention on the podcast. Possums are the only animal that can prevent rabies. They don't get rabies, and they can uh, they eat all the ticks. Okay. I'm so sure there are we, other animals that eat ticks, Haley. <laughs> so we should be grateful to the possum. They're also like vicious little murder balls. <laughs> That's what we should be calling them is vicious murder balls. Exactly. Like, I don't know if you knew this, Scott, but the original um, concept for critters wasn't critters. It was possums. Seriously? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had to change it because PETA got really mad. I called the big one Bitey. and Haley. (laughs) I called the big one Bitey. That's from The Simpsons. I remember that. That's Marge versus the Monorail. Oh, that would be a great one to do. Well, that's just arguably the best episode ever. It's a Conan episode. So anything. Um, Also, uh, I came up with what I would love for us to talk about. On the podcast. Okay. I would love to listen to the audiobook of O.J. Simpson, If I Did It, and <laughs> talk about that. Have they actually released an audiobook version I, of it? They might. I, they had to. Because the idea of him writing a book, If I Did It. Because I'm only bringing this up because guess who was freed this week? Was he really? I must have this missed week, that. It was in all the news um, feeds. It was, O.J. Simpson is a free man. So we could either do that, or we could watch a, pol- uh, almost a police academy, a naked gun movie. Oh, yeah, that could work. I've never seen any of the naked guns. Oh, really? Nope. Uh, you get so many great lines. Women are like Drano. They clean you out, but they make you feel empty inside. Okay. Like, like wow, yet- Scott, telling you into that one first. What? You, it's very telling that you went to a um, derogatory statement against women first. I think you have some deep. The only r- reason why I remember that quote so much is uh, growing up, I had this movie quote game mm-hmm. that you had to oh, name. And was that one of them? That was the only one from the Naked Gun. Nice. I was like, what is that from? Like I said, I've never seen it, but isn't. Because that was spun off of. Not Police Academy. What Police was the Squad. Name? Police Squad. Um, and I know that, like, they did a lot of surreal jokes of like them oh, like yeah. walking through sets and stuff like that so it's yeah and yeah, they would do Le- stuff Nielsen was awesome and they would always have like a big guest star who would die in the first two yep. minutes r.i.p belushi do you hear about that like i'm sure you know about that what uh john belushi um he, they shot his seat like he was going to be on that show but he died before his episode aired so they just did not air it or they either they either they didn't air it or they didn't sh- start with him in the opening because like he died in the opening and it was like two weeks later that he oh, actually geez. died in real life so they didn't just they just oh, didn't show it's it it's awful yeah it's pretty messed up so yeah um 
anything else in the in the Goofy movie? I don't know. Um, did you post those videos that I... That oh, I... yeah, that's what... I, no, I'm going to actually get to insert those into here. Oh, okay, yeah. Because cause... we didn't talk about it on the podcast. We didn't? Okay. No, so, we talked about it before, so... Yeah, so um, a couple years ago, at this point, yeah, um, my wife, Tiffany, who's been on the podcast, uh, did something for her work where she was shooting some footage at a... Um, high school and the people that she was shooting that were there being guest speakers were four voice actors i don't remember exactly who they were um one was ron paulson one was jim cummings another one was the guy who does the invader zim voice i don't remember his name and then there was a fourth one clearly not important to me regardless my wife watch it turns out to be like tom kenny or might be i don't remember i know it like wasn't jess harnell or like uh, Billy Billy West or someone like that. Was it Maurice LaMarche? No, 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 no okay. it definitely wasn't. I would know if it was Maurice LaMarche, but um, maybe uh, we'll have to ask her. But anyways, she knows that I'm a big fan of. I don't know if I mentioned this on this podcast. My favorite Disney characters, period, are Chippendale and Winnie the Pooh, and Jim Cummings was there. Jim Cummings voiced Winnie the Pooh. Um, Tiffany got Jim Cummings to do a little message to me in his Winnie the Pooh voice, which was really, like, it was shockingly surreal, and it made me, like, a little uncomfortable, but it's awesome. Hey, Dwight, this is Jim Cummings. You don't know who I am, but you'll never guess who I ran into at the school today. All I can tell you is she's just as sweet as honey. Bye-bye. And she also got Ron Paulson to do Yakko and saying hi to me as well. Hello, Dwight. Hey, I understand you like Animaniacs and you're getting married. Can I just tell you, you are going to be married so out of your pay grade because I've seen your fiance. And I got to tell you something. I've invited her to come up to the water tower without you. Just so you know. Anyway, good luck. Thanks for watching. Good night, everybody. Yeah, that was great. So it's I listened. Awesome. I, I watched. Yeah, I, I showed them to Scott so that way he can insert them. Yeah. But it was. It's just surreal hearing them in their character voices saying hi to me, and, and it was so nice. I will say the balls on Rob Paulson. <laughs> yeah, the man's awesome. He's great. He's he's fantastic. So yeah, I mean, if you could have any cartoon voice talk to you, like who would those, it be? It was those two. No, I'm saying it um, would have to be those two. Yeah. I mean, when I met Billy West. Oh, did you? I met Billy West, and I told him that I knew someone who was like Zap Brannigan and treated me like I was Kiff. And he goes, Scott, I want you to go down to the adult bookstore and fill this brown paper bag. (laughs) You know, that weird stuff I like. The Asian stuff. And I was laughing. And then he remembered my name. Even when I saw him, when I walked by, I was like, hello, Scott, it's me, Zap. And like, That's awesome. Made my day. I've I've never met Billy West, but I've seen him physically because I uh, just recently went to um, Granite State Comic Con. No, Boston Granite Comic Con. Yeah, it was Boston Comic Con, and he was there. And it, the way they do like their um, artist alley and their uh, creative pe- or their TV show people is they're just like in these booths that you can see as you're walking through. And I got to see him, and it was he's he's really tiny. He also yelled at me as Professor Farnsworth. He's like, "Get the hell out of here!" That's awesome. Oh, such a cool dude. He's if you if you guys are listening and you have the chance to meet any of these guys, do it. Mm-hmm. It, it it will make your life. Oh, I met Phil Lamar. Oh, cool. And he uh, he yelled at me as Samurai Jack. 
It's great. Is Samurai Jack really a distinct voice, though? Like, I, I love Phil Lamar. Well, he also like, did Hermes. Hermes is much more he of a He did Hermes Conrad, voice. too. Like, Samurai Jack is just, like, very stoic and Jack. As opposed to, like, Hermes, who's, you know, Jamaican. Well, uh, my old phone used to have Phil Lamar as Hermes saying, You have re- reached the Bureau of Bureaucan. Like, whatever the mm-hmm. giant title was. Yep. Um, nice. Uh, and he gave me, like, uh, a number for what my... Scott Carlin is... A such bureau- a bureaucrat number, this, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it was, like, 23, 29, 52, 67, 35, or something like that. And Sounds about right. It was great, but uh, that was my old phone. That's cool. So, yeah. Fun. So... We've come to the end of this half dozen. Yep. What are we doing next week? Well, next week, I believe... Really? We do these weekly? Holy crap. I can't believe that. Um, Next week, we are taking a trip back to the 80s, and we're going to have us a good old Monster Mash smash up. We are going to visit the Monster Squad. You mean Shane Black's The Monster Squad? Shane Black. Oh, he wrote it, right? He wrote he it. Directed, yeah. yeah. And he produced it. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> also, I should say Burger King presents The Monster Squad. Yeah, more or less. There's a, I can't there's wait to talk about that. Like that. I can't wait to talk about the product placement in that. So, yeah. Um, guys, we didn't say it in the other ones. <laughs> Uh, we're bad at this. <laughs> we are. Well, I, I posted and everything. It, and It's also at the, like, because we record these back to back, so it's always at the end of an episode that I feel like we do it. So this feels like the end of a session. Right. Anyways. Yeah, so we've recorded three tonight. <laughs> Boy, are our mouths chapped. That's, I mean, we, throats we, we, chapped. We typically record three in a row. Yeah, I know. So there. Yeah, but it's yeah. late at night. I know. Yeah. So follow us on Twitter at writer, novel, bagel, all vowel, basket, no vowel. How do you spell bagel with all vowels? A, no. E, I, I know. I should say vowels included. There you go. <laughs> and then email us at writer, uh, email us writersbagelbasket at gmail.com. Everything in that one. Yes. Except no apostrophe S. Yeah, jerks. So, um, guys, thank you for listening. Yep. Until next time, I'm Scott Curlin. I'm Doy Stearns. Stay swifty. Bye. Bye.